The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, making us sound good today, celebrating his 33rd birthday. Happy birthday to Bruno Mars. Okay. Bruno and I are the same age, but I am a lot taller. And he is a lot handsomer. <laughs> I'll take I'll take what I got over what Bruno Mars That's a got. very that's a very you know what? Actually this might be the first guy we've ever named that probably has better hair than you. That's true. He's but I'll still I'll still take what I got over you, what Bruno you Mars. You could definitely got. dunk on him. He is he's cooler, <laughs> but I'm 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 good with the height. And I'll keep the height. Sitting to my right, it's a special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us on Texas Football special Today. Special guest, like today. he isn't here all the time. Sorry. Is the Dave Campbell's the high school football insider for Dave Campbell's Texas football. I appreciate him, unlike our producer. Mm. Hello to Matt Stepp. Hello. Happy Columbus Day. Happy Columbus Day. <laughs> uh, off work today. Yeah. I'm not saying you're not special. Yeah. Also, happy Canadian special, Thanksgiving. Special is today Canadian Thanksgiving? Today is Thanksgiving in Canada. Oh, My wife is actually eating turkey and they're doing oh, the whole thing. Oh, dude. Now, here's a question. This is a great early, a pre-kickoff kickoff topic, right? Uh-huh. I tell you, Tepper, we officially have decided we're going to celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving, too. You get two Thanksgivings. Yeah. Does it take the shine off uh, the big one? It takes the shine. It takes it, the shine it takes off? The shine. So I, we, yeah. I, when I lived in Canada, we did, the the year that I lived in Canada, we you, did two Thanksgivings. You double Thanksgiving? Yeah, and Man. and it really it threw me off. Yeah, well, it's, it's also October. Yeah. Today is Monday, October 8th, 2018, 45 days until real Thanksgiving. Episode 637. 637, <laughs> Greg Zahn's OPS in his Lester's Texas Rangers career. Also former Baltimore Oriole. 43 games in 1999. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it. We'll do it live. Uh, we've got Monday morning fallout. We'll overreact to the football weekend. We're going to talk with the head coach of the Cisco Lobos. Coach big Brent. damn Lobos. Coach Coach Brent West will join us. Yes. Let's talk about his big damn Lobos. Uh, then, back half of the show, we're going to reveal the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees and the Army Value Schools of the Week. Close it all out with a nice college football power poll ranking the 12 FBS teams in Lone Star State. Last night, I watched um, the co- I watched the Cowboys and the oh. Texans game. Which, by the way, big Texas high school football presence in that. There was. They, uh, they made was. sure to be like, oh, this is about football in Texas. Yeah, they showed a showed new Katy Legacy Stadium and Made sure to tell everyone how much it costs because that's yeah. going to get everyone in the country to thinking we're all idiots here. Carol, they showed the Carol and Geyer highlights. Uh, yeah. Carol Geyer. Um, so nice, nice of them to to give that little 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 kiss there. But um, then the game happened, and um, mm. I would like to report uh, a crime. <laughs> um, in overtime, facing fourth and to be fair, a long one. One and a half. One yeah. and a half. Yeah, that's one and a half. In overtime, at the Texans' 42-yard line, yeah. oh, God. Jason Garrett, the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, punted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He never saw the ball again. 
Cow, uh, the uh, the Texans went down and kicked a field goal to win the game. That's the that's like one of the worst punting decisions I've ever pretty I've ever bad. seen. That's pretty bad. How do you? What the problem is? Punting is too much of a crutch for coaches. We have to start penalizing punts. Like we have to like a handicap. I think what you do. <laughs> I think I've told you this before. You get two punts a game. Every other one costs you a point. Ooh. How about that? It's not not a t- you've had worse ideas. I'll put it that way. That's for damn sure. <laughs> you've had worse uh, ideas. <laughs> yes, I think that we should. I think we need to make punting is. You have to. You, there, it's too much of a crutch for coaches. Yeah, it was. There was no reason to punt there. Fourth and one. You have Ezekiel Elliott. I know. I know. It's terrible. It's, I'm bitter. I'm so did, glad I'm not. Did you know the NFL changed overtime to uh, ten minutes instead yeah. of fifteen? Yeah, I dude, didn't that, know that, dude. That snuck up on me because, like, suddenly, like the like it was like they were driving down. I was like, no oh, wonder okay. we had so I, many freaking ties already this year. I didn't even look at the clock. I didn't even look at the clock. I was like, oh, there's like two minutes left. Like with a two minute warning, I was like, oh my gosh, I did, I did not know that. I yeah. mean, I haven't watched a ton. I mean, I'm. I am not a huge NFL watcher, um, mm-hmm. just because Sunday is usually a really busy day for me. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you crack the whip and I do. make me work I on do. Sunday. Uh, but I do manage to watch the Cowboys. Uh, I try to watch the Cowboys every week, so I have not. Uh, the Cowboys and I had an overtime game, and I was like, "Oh, it's only ten minutes instead of fifteen. Like minutes. suddenly I'm the like, game's over. Like yes. now I know why we had we've had already had two ties this year, and, and that's we may why, have a couple more. That's why punting was even dumber. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway. Hashtag ban punting. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Max, that big oversized button that says Air Raid Siren? Yes. Can you press it, please? Sure. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. Monday Morning Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend. And boy, howdy. Has the universe decided to give us a lot to overreact to? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, chaos and near chaos. L- last week in Texas high school football, and we talked about this on Tap and Step, the slate was thin. And part of the reason, a big part of the reason, is that there was a lot of bye weeks. There were 385 teams that took a bye week in the UIL. And so the, the, just the overall number of games was smaller. We're also in the thick of district play, which tends to produce a lot more, you know, lopsided results. Lopsided yeah. results. Mm-hmm. You will, you tend to see these things, um, and yet, you look all across the state, and this was maybe the most chaotic week of of, of the year so far. The most chaotic week of the season. It started Thursday night when Cy Fair went down to Cy Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tremendous, tremendous win for Coach. Cy Fair to Cy Fair. Uh, they really did. They beat him at their own game. Great win for Chris Brister and company. Uh, they're now in the uh, the catbird seat. And I remember thinking, watching that, I was like, ah, you know what? Cool. At least we have one thing to talk about. Because if everything else goes pretty chalky, it'll be fine. Friday night came. Mm-hmm. And Friday night hit Stuff hard. Ha- Stuff happened Friday hit night. Hit hard. West Russ goes on the road and beats Gladewater. It's a really impressive win. That's a super, super yeah. impressive win. Signature win. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be 10-0, and out, by the way. And West Russ uh, was not I – mean, they, they had some guys out. They were beat – they're pretty beat up. And and to be shorthanded against Gladewater – Yeah, it's very impressive. Is a very impressive and, win. And all of a sudden, you start looking at West Rusk, and you're thinking they are a regional title contender. Yeah, that was really impressive. Um, a number of other games that, that caught my eye um, – 
in 5A. 5A was pretty chalky, although Lufkin got a big scare from Magnolia. Yeah. Magnolia. That was not... Magnolia Alito, slung it around. Alito was Alito was on the was tied at halftime with Midlothian, and I remember thinking, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Nederland got everything they wanted from Barber's Hill. Um, there was just a lot, just a lot going on uh, in that regard, and that's not even to consider the fact that when you drop down to some of the classifications, I thought Lexington's win over Shiner was the comeback win, big comeback win. I, I wonder if Shiner kind of got worn out after running that gauntlet of non-district. Very possible. But it was Pleasant Grove nearly beat Carthage. That's again, all of these games. There you had chaos, so things that came to, to mind, and also near chaos, yeah. where it was. Game, like games that if they would have gone one or two points different, you would have gone, whoa! There was a lot going you on. You didn't mention the game of the night. Which was? Temple and Belton. I mean, that's... That was like the... That's the that's uh, that's one of the most crazy Town Banana Pants yeah. games of, of the year. It was wild. It was pretty fun Friday night. It was a super fun Friday night, and for a night, for a week where there wasn't a ton of games, we had great chaos, and I love it. Bang for the buck. Thought number two. Texas is... Different. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Max needs to, needs to cut that and put it on YouTube. <laughs> They're different. Obviously, Texas beating Oklahoma is a big deal. It is. Obviously. That is the biggest win of Tom Herman's tenure at Texas. He now has his three biggest wins in his tenure at Texas in the last four games. Arguably, the last four. Uh, obviously, the four biggest wins with, uh, with the win over Kansas State, which is a longtime bugaboo of Texas. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. The notion, now the conversation centers around, is Texas back, <laughs> as a man once screamed. I am not... God bless you, Joe Tessitore. <laughs> I am not quite ready to declare that Texas is back. Because to me, when Texas is back, that means they're they're right in the national title conversation. And I don't think they're at that caliber yet. No, that loss to Maryland's going to... I just don't th- I don't think they're back yet. That said, there is a different feel to this team. And something is different about this team in a very positive way. And as a result, if that is what qualifies as back for you, that's fine. Go for it. You can consider them back. I want to see what they do down the stretch. I want to see them put together a full season. And they go it, let's I mean let's put it this way. If they play for a Big Twelve title or they go or they win ten games, I'm willing to declare them back. Mm-hmm. I am right now they have a lot of the familiar symptoms of back. <laughs> But I'm not quite ready to give them that diagnosis. How anticlimactic would it be if they played OU again in the Big 12 title game? I'd be so into it, though. Okay. That is. As, as I predicted, now Texas will lose to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. OU will beat West Virginia. We'll have a three-way tie to get into the two-team oh, title game. It'll mm-hmm. be a stupid tiebreaker. The one team that will be left out will be the team that everyone agrees deserves a shot yeah, to play for the, the national title. stupid tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. And then something stupid will happen yeah. after that. It's just it's it's dumb. And thought number three, banger alert. Guys, we're following up a relatively thin slate of Texas high school football games with maybe, maybe the best week since week one. It's week, a good week. Week one was a stupid slate. It was that, That's probably not going to be topped until we get to, like, the quarterfinals. Yeah, quarterfinals, yeah. That's when we're going to get, like, banger after banger. Guys, this week is awesome in Texas high school football. It's and it's week. awesome it, from, from the top line and the obvious ones. Allen's going to get a test against Plano East. Lake Travis and Westlake week. Uh, Holiday and Gunner. 
a lot of great games. Lufkin and College Station. Lufkin and College Station's fantastic. Yeah. Heck, Highland Park Mansfield Legacy is kind of soared under the radar a little bit. Yeah, I know Legacy's injuries, but yeah. Lost a little bit of luster, but still a great I game. I went down to the Valley, Edinburgh, Vela, and Westlaco. That's where I was going. There are so many, like, it's not just that super top tier of super elite games, but this second level is so good. Mm-hmm. I think San Antonio, Madison, Reagan could be a lot of fun. I think I think you look at a team like a Haltum and Trinity, yeah. a, a prove-it game for them. Odessa and Permian, that'll be, be 20,000 crazies at Ratliff for that one. Um, I mean, uh, Salina and Paris. I know you saw Paris, and you were, you were awful smitten with them. Yeah, Jefferson good. and Mount Vernon, it is a Buna and Woodville. Fabulous week. Yeah. This is way the draft a, on Tepin is going to be tough. It's this a bang, week. it's a banger alert this week. Three helmet stickers, a helmet sticker to Temple quarterback Jared Wiley. Um this was this was silly. Uh now obviously he had a little bit of extra time to do this, but uh but he put up outrageous numbers in the win over uh, over Belton. Three hundred and sixty six yards and four touchdowns passing, including the game winner, and he ran for thirty eight yards. That kid has really lit Couldn't it up. Imagine trying to tackle him. Uh, he's surfing. a large human. A helmet sticker for AM Commerce coach Colby Carthel. If you didn't know what happened in the AM Commerce Midwestern State game, um, the game got suspended at halftime, or right after halftime, in Wichita Falls on Saturday. And so they decided to resume it Sunday in Denton at Apogee Stadium. So the game gets suspended, and that's hard enough to keep a team fired up to then go to a different stadium and to come out with a big win over your rival, Midwestern State. Tremendous work by Colby Carthel. He gets a helmet. Did you know their buses on the way to Wichita Falls broke down? And they, had to, they had to ride Yellow Dogs from Bowie. Shout out to Bowie ISD for loaning them their, their, their commerce, their buses, to get to Wichita Falls. There was every reason for AM Commerce to just tap out, and they didn't. They came through with a big win. Helmet sticker for Col- Coach Carthel. And a helmet Let's sticker. Get weird. And a helmet sticker for Clyde Defensive Coordinator Dustin Morphus. A week after Peyton Bevel Week, where Peyton Bevel from Stanford sets a state record for single-game touchdown passes and single-game passing yards, Clyde holds him to 13 points. Pretty impressive. And that's a big upset. Yeah. Fabulous, fabulous win. Does so. he put the helmet sticker on the headset? Like, on yes, the, that, that goes okay. on the headset. Okay. That's All where right. the helmet right. sticker goes. Three teams to watch. Cy Falls. Um, the, the path is open to 10-0. and 0, And I've got to tell you, in 6A Division two. You look at Region 3, and heck, they're the favorite, I look think. Look at the right side of region of that bracket. They're tell the me who you tell me who your sure's beating Cy Falls. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. In Region 3, they're the favorite, I think, at this point. I think you have to consider them a favorite. Team, watch them. Mary Harden Baylor. Uh, this was a big week for them. Harden Simmons. Uh, and they shrugged him off like it was nothing. No big deal. Really impressive by, by uh, Mary Harden Baylor. And finally, watch out for Santo. Santa the Wildcats. The Wildcats are five and zero and have the best defense in the state. They've given up fourteen points in their five games. Now, I don't think they've played a ton of great teams, mm. and they still have teams like Archer City, Winthorpe on the horizon. But fabulous, fabulous start uh, for Santo. Keep an eye on them. Devin Mann, the head coach there. Mm-hmm. Three teams to worry about. I'm worried about Abilene Cooper. Um, they lose to Lubbock Coronado. Uh. That's a game they probably needed to have for playoff seating purposes, and there and it, it you know there's still a couple of tough games on the horizon yeah. too. Yeah, they got to a real slow start and thought mm-hmm. they kind of got it together. And yeah, then, but that was that was a step backwards. Yeah. Uh, North Texas, ah, ah, <laughs> what was that? They go to UTEP and survive twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, 
I have full disclosure. I have not watched this game. It's on my DVR. I need to go back and watch it. I have no idea what happened, but that is concerning in every single way. Yeah, we'll to worry about them. UTEP's a bad football team. And after singing their praises for an entire like three weeks, I'm now worried about Lorena. That is a pretty dicey loss to Wake O'Connelly. Uh, that district, man, you that district cannot is weird. Up. Yeah, you can't slip up too many times that district because any of those seven teams are gonna. We'll have to get tiebreaker scenarios out for the district. It's going to be weird. You win, you win one one loss that you regret could uh, keep you out of the playoffs. That is Monday morning fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. It's a good deal, if I may say so yeah, myself. I think it's a great deal. So you get two magazines. You get the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which I have to start working on today. Um, it comes out right after Thanksgiving. Profile more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2019, which are kids who are seniors this year, to the class of 2022, which are kids who are freshmen this year. You get that. You also get pre-order for the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the 400-pager, mm-hmm. the one that previews every team in the state. You're watching the show, so you're familiar with TexasFootball.com, so you're familiar with Dave Campbell's Texas Football, so you're familiar with the magazine. Yes. You get that. You pre-order that. Subscribers got it a week early last year, which is pretty awesome. That was fancy. So you get that. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, a season's worth of Teppenstep, mm. the premium high school oh, football. It's podcast. award-winning, isn't it? If you like the dulcet tones of Matt Stepp and I nerding out about high school football here on this show, may I offer you an hour of that every week? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is what Teppenstep is. Uh, it's for subscribe. Uh, Our love letter to Texas high school. Football. It really is. We just nerd out for an entire for an entire hour. You get that. You also get recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete. Do the second number, Max. Um, you get uh, recruiting analysis from our ne- uh, friends at Next Level Athletes, getting correct powers, our recruiting analyst, uh, Texas Football Today extras, insider interviews from Matt Stepp, mm. all sorts of good stuff. You can see coaches tower over me in the interviews. Yeah, the coach at San Antonio. <laughs> Stephen McGee is like six foot nine. Oh, my God. All that, everything that I just listed, for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. For a month, right? That's no, no, month. no, 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 Matt. No, Matt. No. Nineteen ninety five. For the year. For a whole year of for that. one entire calendar year. But I'm going to spend like 25 bucks on both magazines at the right. stores. No, no, you're right. And, and, and I appreciate you reading the talking points I gave you. Um, no, you're right. That's the thing. You're basically getting a discount on the magazines and... All the extra stuff? And all the extra stuff. And I don't have to go to the store and buy the magazine. And either. you get it mailed directly to you? Man. All that for 19.95 for an entire year. And by the way, today's Columbus Day. Give what a the, great gift. Give the gi- give the Columbus Day <laughs> gift of Texas Football Insider. Celebrate a pillaging racist terrible person yeah. who found it who found this country or celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving with it. Celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving by giving your loved one a Texas Football Insider subscription. Can we clip that and make that a uh thing? <laughs> celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving by giving it to your loved one. Sure. <laughs> Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Nature hotline and bring in the head coach of the unbeaten, unblemished, and certainly, certainly unbowed Cisco Lobos. We are joined uh, by Coach Brent West. Coach, how are things in beautiful Cisco, Texas? 
Hey, doing well. We're getting some rain. Everything is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you can't complain about that. That's uh, well, You'll never pass that up. I want to ask you about you guys' hot start. Uh, you guys are 4-0 on the year. Uh, it's been really impressive to see the way that uh, that you guys have played. Um, is there a way, you know, you're, you're a guy who has, has obviously coached at the highest levels uh, in, in Texas high school football. You're a guy who's, who's won at the highest level that, uh, attainable. Can you kind of see something special in this team, either now or, or, or developing? You know, I, I do think we have a special group. Uh, you know, what's unique about it, there's really not one or two individuals that you could just point at and say, hey, this is a this is an athlete that's going to play at a real high level. It is really a bunch of kids that just work well together and they just overachieve. And that's what's been making this year so fun is just watching them get better and better and be coachable. But certainly when you have a group like that and if you can stay healthy, you can make a deep playoff run. But we do have an extremely tough region. You're sitting there looking at an experienced Childress and Canadian around the corner. But um, certainly a, a very good football team that I'm having a privilege to get to coach this year. Well, and, and I'll tell you, you know, you go back to last, to, to just this past week, you guys take down Merkel, and, and the thing that stands out to me is that this was a Merkel team that was lighting people up. Uh, this was a team that were the offense, and I, I'm sure you're intimately familiar with them now, an offense that was really, really humming along, and you guys more or less held them down. That's kind of been the M.O. for you guys this, this year. What is it about this defense that's working so well for you? Well, Coach Brunson does a great job, and he's been with me for a long time, so he's always going to have them ready. But I think what makes this group different from maybe some of the groups we've had in the past is just more experience. We have an experienced secondary uh, that all got – Plenty of reps last year. A middle linebacker that had 23 tackles last weekend against Merkel that's been a three-year starter. And just the experience alone has kind of made things a little easier to get through some of these tough battles. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, when you go back to, to, to you guys winning a state championship and, and, and all this fun stuff, you guys are, are, are a program that it seems like you guys always, when you guys are going right, it starts with your defense. It, it's it's a you're a team that that likes to stop the run, and you're a team that likes to play physical defense. Um, is that something that you feel like is now ingrained in the culture of this program? Uh, that you guys, yeah, the offense is fun. We'll talk about them in a minute, but this is a defense first team. I do. I, you know, that's what we stress. We stress that comes first. You know, our better players are certainly going to take the bulk of the reps defensively, and then we'll let them rotate in offensively. We, we've done that almost every year. Defense has to come first here. And, and for the most part, it's, it's why we, you know, we don't have the greatest athletes that come through that might get recruited. So if you don't have that type of talent, you need to put defense forefront, and that's definitely been our philosophy here. Uh, we're talking with Brent West, the head coach of the Cisco Lobos here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF today. Coach, the other side of the ball has been pretty good, too. Uh, you guys are averaging more than 300 yards per game on the ground. Um, and, and again, kind of, like, uh, kind of like what you were saying a little bit earlier, that there's not one star. Uh, you guys are spreading the ball out. You guys are getting uh, outstanding pl- uh, you know, playmaking ability uh, from Cooper Witt, your quarterback, from Stanley Callahan. Uh, you're even getting some freshmen in the mix. Um, how do you get kids to buy into a system that is not predicated on being a star? I think that there are some teams where you're the star quarterback and everybody's talking about you and you're, you're, the, you're the number one guy on campus. How do you get kids to buy into a system where it requires everybody doing their little part and they're probably not getting their names in the headlines? 
you know, I really don't know how we've accomplished that, <laughs> but that's been the case. It's it's a it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. They, they are just a unique. This is a unique place, and it's why I can't leave it. I've never wanted to leave Cisco. They raise their kids differently. It's just about as old school of a place that you can find, and and certainly uh, they've taken me in. And it's it's hard for me to to take that that next step to a different location when I know I'm going to run into those type of problems. This is just a team commitment here, and and we just every single year we have kids that you know do what I ask them to do, and and there, there's no jealousy here, and it's just a it's a good situation for me. And you know you're now in in your 17th year there um, at Cisco. How have you seen this program change since you arrived? You know, we, I think we've already talked about it, just seeing that consistent defense mm-hmm. and just kids that sell out to the program, and it's, it's extremely important to them. And the strength and conditioning program in the, in the summer, it's almost 100% attendance by at least the varsity group. So, you know, that's probably been the biggest change. And But it's it, that change took place about 15 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's nothing new here, but it was definitely a change uh, when I first came came into town. Uh, Coach, I know priority number one for you guys is to win the district championship there, District 4, 3A, Division 2. Um, you guys arguably uh, passed the, you know, pass the, uh, the two biggest tests you guys will get, Merkel and Ballinger. I know it's a, it's a tough district up and down, but... You guys are probably going to be favored in the rest of your games. Um, you know, there's a couple teams down the road that could give you guys some trouble, but uh, I think that you guys are going to be favorites in, in the rest of your games. I think it's easy to get kids up for a game like for a team like Wall. Uh, it's easy to get team uh, teams up for a game like Ballinger, uh, a team you guys are pretty intimately familiar with. How do you keep your kids motivated down the stretch, knowing full well that you guys are going to enter uh, every game, uh, you know, as as the team to beat? You know, that, you know, coaches kind of have to change during those weeks, and and I've I've, I've walked in today, kind of being the bad guy. We we have to we have to put this in, and ingrain it in their mind that if we plan to win playoff games and a district championship, that we have to get better, even versus the teams that we're supposed to win by forty. So you come in with an attitude, and we came. We just had an athletic period not too long ago, and you know, chip on your shoulder and an attitude that when these kids look at you. They know that we're about to get it on, and they have no choice. And, and finally, Coach, I know you're a busy man, so we'll, we'll make sure you can get back to work. But, um, but you know, you mentioned the region. You mentioned Region 1, and I know that you are, uh, knowing you, you're not allowing your kids to look at it. But from your perspective, looking down the road, you guys know that you're, you're going to at some point probably have to run into Canadian or Childers or any of any other of the number of teams outstanding there in Region 1. Um how much you know? How much are you paying attention to what other teams in your region are doing right now, or is it all focused on what the Lobos are up to? Hey, right now it's just all about the Lobos, and let's just get better every single week, so we might have the opportunity to play with and maybe even defeat a Childress or Canadian. But you said it; we can't talk about it now. Uh, but hopefully, that'll be a priority in the weeks to come. He is Brent West. He's the head coach of the undefeated Cisco Lobos. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win on Friday night, and best of luck down the road. Thank you very much. There he goes. Brent West, head coach of the Cisco Lobos, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Um, a, a, they're really good. They're really good. And I try to dance around it because I know... You know how sometimes you have to war- you have to anticipate what coaches are going to say, and so you have to ask a question in a different way? Mm-hmm. 
a lot of these coach speak uh, coach 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 Brent West will will take the opportunity to coach speak you if you give it to him. So that's why I want to spin it as far as they're going to be favorites in every one of their games. And I mean, probably large favorites. And probably large I, favorites. I don't see anything on their schedule. You look up. You look up and down. I mean, Coleman, the Blue Cats this week, they're struggling. They're really young. The, the two San Angelo teams, TLC and, and Grape Creek, are two good. teams that are are struggling. Yeah. Anson's been a little bit disappointing this year. Uh, one and four. Bangs just just snapped a long losing streak. To me, when they beat Ballinger, that was the one that opened my eyes. Yeah. Uh, especially since they got that game against Wall canceled um, due to the hashtag War on Weather. Uh, that would have been our, our, our real measuring stick. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's up to them to now stay motivated. Because it's the team, I think, you know, like I said, all, they're, and they, they like flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. They like to kind of be the team that no one talks about, and they're, you know, Childress and Canadian are, are, are going to get all the headlines, and Cisco's is kind of right there flying under the radar. They're kind of bobbing along, but it should be a lot of fun. But Cisco's looking very, very good and, and has a great shot at what would end up being 9-0 because, again, one of their games got canceled. But we appreciate Coach West hopping on with us and, and talking a little bit of Big Damn Lobos. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Oh, where'd my read go? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I bet I you'll find it. Oh, my gosh. Um... Dave Campbell's. I'm going to have to wing it. Here we okay. Go. Dave Campbell's Texas football in partnership with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl and Wells Fargo is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, that's here and now on TexasFootball.com, we will announce the 10 nominees for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you on a vote at TexasFootball.com. We believe in democracy at Dave Campbell's we do. Texas Football. So we've got 10 nominees again, teams that you definitely need to keep an eye on. We will start. Fort Worth Benbrook running back Quentin Jackson. I had a ton of tweets about this during the night. 445 yards and five touchdowns rushing. I believe he's the leading rusher in the state right now. Yes, he is. Uh, Fort Worth Benbrook running back Quentin Jackson up for Mr. Texas football. As is Fort Bend Travis wide receiver Parker Washington. 12 catches, 300 yards, and four scores for Travis. Needville running back Ashton Stradick is back. 367 yards and six touchdowns on the ground and a touchdown receiving in a game that they kind of needed them. They got yeah. pushed a little bit. They yeah. needed all those yards. Yeah, they did. Points. Die ball running back Darius McMillan. How about 391 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for Darius McMillan? He's up for Mr. Texas football, as is, let's go a little six-man action. Newcastle athlete J.D. Bryce, 116 yards and four touchdowns rushing, 117 yards and two touchdowns passing, and he returned two picks for a touchdown. That is a full six-man game. Six-man sometimes has wacky stats. You've got to do a little bit of everything to get on the Mr. Texas football list, and J.D. Bryce did a little bit of everything. Alice quarterback Isaiah Aguilar, 413 yards and four touchdowns passing, and he added 34 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for the Coyotes. Austin Del Valley running back Tavi Dunlap, 390 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. Let's go way out east. Texas high quarterback Colton Clack threw for 370 yards and five touchdowns and added a touchdown on the ground. Let's stay out east. Pittsburgh running or quarterback Jalen Jimerson. This kid's this kid. I saw this kid in person. This kid's special. 339 yards and five touchdowns passing. 116 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for the Pirates. And finally, let's go down to the 
Piney Woods Golden Triangle area. Jasper running back Montavian Hunt, 350 yards and four touchdowns against West Orange Stark. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yes. So those are your Week 6 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Fort Worth Benbrook running back Quentin Jackson. Fort Bend Travis wide receiver Parker Washington. Needville running back Ashton Stradick. Dieball running back Darius McMillan. Newcastle athlete J.D. Bryce. Alice quarterback Isaiah Aguilar. Austin Del, Del Valley running back Tavi Dunlap. Texas High quarterback Colton uh, Colton Clack, Pittsburgh quarterback Jalen Jimerson, and Jasper running back Bontavian Hunt. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Can't believe all my reads are gone. Tragic. See if I can find it again. You know, seeing live coverage of me hitting Control Z and see. Shayhan sabotaged you. He really did. That butthead. Come on, let me see if I can find it. Um. Oh, I think I did. No, hold on. Oh, here we go. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with the U.S. Army, is proud to honor one school from each public school classification with the Army Values School of the Week Award. The schools selected throughout the course of the program have best exemplified the seven Army Values. Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. The Week 6 Army Values Schools of the Week. In 6A, Temple. In an instant classic in front of a raucous Wildcat stadium, Jared Wiley found Quentin Johnston for the game-winning 25-yard touchdown strike in the third overtime to push Temple past rival Belton, 58-55. In 5A, San Antonio Sam Houston, fueled by 249 yards on the ground from Brandon Adams and a pair of interceptions by the defense, the Hurricanes swept through district rival San Antonio Edison, 28-7. In 4A, Hampshire Finette, after falling behind 28-7th, the Longhorns mounted a furious rally, getting 191 yards and three touchdowns rushing from Marcus Morris in an unforgettable 41-35 double overtime win over Shepard. In 3A, Clyde, facing one of the hottest teams in the state, the Bulldogs buckled down, stifling Stanford en route to a stunning 21-13 win over the state-ranked squad. In 2A, Archer City, the Wildcats' defense came up with the play of the game, stopping Chico's would-be go-ahead two-point conversion in the second half and holding on from there as the Wildcats moved to 5-0 and with a 15-14 win over Chico. And in 1A, Garden City, the Bearcats made a statement to the six-man world with an emphatic 34-23 win over defending 1A Division II state champion Strawn. So those are your Week 6 Army Values Schools of the Week in 6A Temple, in 5A San Antonio Sam Houston, in 4A Hampshire Finette, in 3A Clyde, in 2A Archer City, and in 1A Garden City. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com slash school of the week. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. All right. It's time to round it all out with a nice college football power poll. This has come to us. Via Shehan J. Raja, our, miracle of the internet, our college football insider. He is taking the day off, and as a result, a I said, I said, you can have the day off if you send me the power poll. And I said, he was like, okay, fine, I'll do that. So we've got the twelve FBS teams in the state ranked twelve through one. We will start at number twelve, the UTEP Miners. Now it's not all <laughs> terrible. Now <laughs> could have been worse. Could have been a lot worse. It's, Typically has been. Could have been a lot worse. They actually gave UTEP everything that they wanted. Now, or I'm sorry, they gave North Texas everything they wanted. I think part of it is they finally committed to Ryan Metz at quarterback. And he wasn't amazing, but he was pretty good. 
313 yards and two touchdowns. Did throw two picks. Um, the defense Stone. actually showed out. Defense was really pretty good against a high-powered North Texas was, attack. Yeah, 27 points. That's pretty good. You wonder if this was like their if, – if this was UTEP saying, we've got, like, we can, we can make people forget about everything if we can just knock off North Texas. And this was like their big effort game. Um, it, is, it is trending in the right direction. This is the first time I felt like we can say something positive about UTEP. Uh, they beat North Tech, or they don't beat North Texas, but they hang on. They and 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 they hang with them, which is there's very a glimmer. Impressive. There's a glimmer. There is. There's a little bit of hope. So uh, UTEP number twelve though in the Power Pool. Number eleven, the Rice Owls, and oh my God, this was gross. This was really gross. This was really gross. Twenty to three, they lose to UTSA. The offense just. Uh, here, the bottom line is. If you t- if Rice is not running the ball as much as I think that uh, Sean Stankavage is um, is 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 pretty o- is pretty okay, if they're not running the ball, they're they're toast. Yeah, they're not. Very they good. ran the ball thirty seven times for forty seven yards. It's not gonna get it done. That's bad. Yeah. The defense was okay, but then again, it was going up against the UTSA offense, which is not very good. Um, the defense was actually okay, but the bottom line is the offense just did not show up, and it cost them. Um, Twenty to three sounds like a sadness bowl game. It was a very sad game. Uh, <laughs> let's see, they turned the ball over four times, which God certainly doesn't help. Watch but Rice, uh, this is again. I feel like UTEP and Rice kind of flip flip places in that Rice has been bad, but they've shown glimmers, and UTEP has been just bad. <laughs> yeah, there's no. <laughs> I feel like they flipped this week yeah. in that UTEP showed some glimmers, and Rice looked horrifying. This was, I mean, between this and the game that they lost to Wake, where they were down forty-eight to three at halftime or something like that. It's been a bad couple of weeks for Coach Mike Bloomgren and company. They're number eleven in the Power Pool. Number ten, the Texas State Bobcats. I had to watch <laughs> this game. <laughs> I had to watch this game. We've reached that point in the season, by the way, where it is your well, it's, it's a ish it's, was out, yeah. out of pocket. It's a right? sentence that you have to. They watch lose to Louisiana forty-two to twenty-seven. Um, it's usually, Ish gets, the and Texas that is honestly right. that is that is not that is not an, a, a a an accurate reflection of this game. This game was a butt kicking. Louisiana was up 28, 28 nothing at halftime, and Tyler Vitt, God bless him, mounted a comeback. He's all they got offensively. Tyler Vitt is actually, I think, a decent quarterback for North Tech or for Texas State, but and he actually had a pretty decent game, but he's all they got, and the defense stinks. Defense gave up 327 yards on the ground. Um, 200-yard rushers Louisiana had. This is just, it's a bad team. And they don't do, like, they're not good enough on offense to bail out the fact that they have a bad defense. And that's essentially the name of the game. So I'm looking up and down the schedule. I'm sure there's one more game they can win. Is there? (laughs) I'm sure they'll get to two. (laughs) But... Uh, I'm starting oh. to wonder if this is the end of the road for Everett Withers. And I'm, I'm sad to say that because I like Everett Withers a lot. Yeah, but party I'm, in the end zone. I know, but it's just it's just not much bit. of it, though. I know. Number nine, UTSA. It's a win. <laughs> um, it's a undefeated w- in conference play. It's a win. They're 2-0 and in conference play. They're <laughs> in the catbird seat for Conference USA. I mean, right now, they're winning Conference USA West. That's the. I mean, they are. They're winning Here's conference facts USA West. Only. Hashtag yes. facts only. Now, the offense is garbage. <laughs> they had 178 yards of offense. 
A hundred and seven. This is the perfect. They got outgained by Rice. They still won, and the name of the game is wins. But Cordell Grundy had his worst game probably since high school, probably since middle school. Six of 18 for 33 yards. That's awful. The running game was not that great. Basically, B.J. Daniels um, you know, ran for 61 yards, and that's essentially the only notable thing they did offensively. But the defense, God bless them, it's holding them in games. They force four turnovers. They set up their team with, uh, on, on short fields. This was a team that, um, look, this is a team that, that is not going to, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to win a lot of games unless they can get this offense in gear. But the defense is going to hold them in games at least and give them a chance. They're three and three now. They're probably the worst three and three team in the country. But they're two and zero in conference, and that's what matters. They're number nine in the power poll. Number eight, the SMU Mustangs. Max, mm. you watched SMU. Unfortunately. How'd it go? <laughs> it went about as you, as you expected. Uh, as I let off my story, a very good defense or a very good offense met a very bad defense. Yeah. And and exactly what you think would happen happened. Yeah, UCF rang up five hundred and forty one yards of total offense in a forty eight to twenty win and another game that is probably not as close as the yeah, I was score say, indicated. It, it, how, how much that 20 came after, after UCF yeah. lost interest? The second point of my story was moral victories. Moral With victories. 42 seconds left in the game, facing 4th and 13 from the UCF 20. William Brown hit James Proce down the sideline for a touchdown to pull the Mustangs within 28. Mm. Look, the SMU defense is bad. We knew the SMU defense was bad. It's going to be bad. Every time they face a, bad, every time they face a good offense, it's going to be bad. So, like, that Houston game? Yeah. Good uh, God in heaven. Oh, boy. It's going to be bad. Hide the women and children. But the best I could pull from the from the game was, there's always Tulane, right? Now, here's the thing. the off uh, like, Tulane will win the uniform battle. Though. The offense uh, isn't yeah, well, the offense isn't terrible, but they do need to commit to a quarterback. I mean, they played both Hicks and Brown. Um, the offense isn't terrible, but the defense is just so bad, and it's going to keep them from doing anything they want. And McKenzie Milton appropriately lit them up. Yeah, and the bad news about that Tulane game, that was like I, I started with circular logic. I was like, oh, yeah, this will this will work, right? Tulane's next. They get a week off, and then Tulane. They're ready. Tulane, who has not been as good as last year, no. which should be good news. 76th in S&P Plus, SMU 99th. Oopsies. Not great, Bob. So they are number eight in the power poll. Finally, or no, they're, I think, 12, 11, 10, 9, yeah, eight. Yeah, you're good. Seven, yeah, the Baylor Bears. They won. I also watched this game, and goodness, was this ugly. Kansas so, State plays a lot of ugly games, so they play a lot of ugly games. It's the only way to win. They ugly it up, guys. Okay, let's 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 be positive. Let's start with positives. Okay, this offense starting to hunt a little bit. Okay, Charlie Brewer is looking pretty good. They got a hundred yards rushing from Tristan Ebner. Um, they got uh, Squirrel Williams from Crosby got two got two carries and ran one of them for a touchdown. He's going to be an explosive playmaker for them. Jalen Hurd is who we thought he could be. The, all the Baylor coaches were telling him how great he was. He's been great. Denzel Mims is great. Offense is fantastic. The defense is going to get murdered by any team that can run the ball. Alex Barnes, the quarterback for Kansas State. Ran for 250 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> 254? And they are giving up giant plays. Just 
absolutely, I mean, this, this is not the kind of thing where they're just like, they're going back to the well and it's like four or five yards at a time. No, it's like 60 yards at a time. Jeez. They're just getting gashed. Good Every Lord. time I looked up, someone was running free for Kansas State. When they face, Kansas State is not a good offense. And they gave up all 470 yards. It's like three games worth for Kansas 319 State. yards on the ground for Kansas State. They get Texas next week. What's Baylor? How many wins does Baylor have now? They have four. Four. They're four and two. I mean, I don't know. If the goals. I don't know if you there's think two there's more. two more in there. I don't know if there's two more. I mean, this was this is probably the game, the last game on their schedule. Here's what they got. Here's what was next: at Texas, no. woof. At West Virginia, Mm-mm. woof. Ugh. Oklahoma State's suddenly looking yeah, they're manageable. Not, they're not good, man. At Iowa State, no way, man. Whoosh whoosh. No. TCU and Tech. Tech's gonna light them up. Tech may not be able to stop them. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I we we I said I'm sticking to my guns. I think that that Duke game was their chance to get the six wins. I still think they're a five win team. Um, yeah. But a win's a win. We crapped on them enough. A win's a win, and the name of the game is winning. By the way, their their kicker is broken. Their kicker missed three three field goals and an extra point. Yeah. Uh, Connor Martin, who's arguably their best player last year. Yeah. Um, but look, a win's a win. Don't apologize for wins. They got a victory. They're number seven in the power pole. Number six, the Houston Cougars. Um, well, they didn't lose. They took the week off. <laughs> Bye week for Houston. They go on. Number five in the power pole, the TCU Horned Frogs. Same deal. They took the week off. Good job, They're on TCU. Thursday this week. Yeah, they got Thursday night against Texas Tech. Yeah. Early, early edition of free money this uh, week? No, it's normally Thursday. By the way. That's right, it is Thursday, yeah. Matt Wilson is in the house right now on, in the comments, and he mm-hmm. says if anyone picks against Tech, he's, he's leaving. Okay. Well, bye. Well, I, I mean, he, Go he, Frogs. I don't, know, I don't know who we're picking yet, but. Go bu- bye. But, I don't know. Yeah. Go Frogs. So there's that. They took the week off. Number four, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, they took the week off, too. Wow. Uh, leading up to their Thursday matchup with TCU. We're having fun here, no? They're number four. Number three in the power pole. The North Texas Mean Green. <clears throat> Easy now. Easy. Easy. You don't, You didn't see the game, so you don't know. I didn't see the game. I didn't see the game. I don't <laughs> want to be clear. I didn't see the game. <laughs> but something broke. Something. I oh, yeah. By the way, Houston played last week. It was just on Thursday. Oh, they played. Uh, they beat Tulsa. Uh, let me go back. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I, 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 they beat Tulsa. I drink a lot, guys. It was, a, it was um, a slow start. It was Tulsa. Yeah, they beat Tulsa. They hit the gas offensively. Yeah. They did not look great. Yeah. Houston did not look great. But they great. finished strong. They finished strong. Yeah. The defense continues to be a bit of an issue. But when that offense gets going, they're arguably, it's them and Tech as far as the best offenses in the in the state, right? Houston and Tech. Yeah. When the offense gets going, they're a lot of fun to watch. But the defense just continues to, it, it just continues to not be able to make splash plays, right? They're not sacking the quarterback as much as they probably should. They're not picking the ball off as much as they probably should. That's my concern with Houston. Now a win's a win. They beat Tulsa. They didn't cover. I don't hold it against them. They didn't cover. I just, I don't know. Tulsa is, a, or uh, Houston is a team that, that I am, I still need to see a dominant defensive effort before I'm willing to buy into them. Yeah. Uh, but they did get the win. That's right. They played on Thursday. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. So now, let's go all the way to number three, North Texas. Again, I have to watch this game. I have not seen it. I intentionally did not pay attention to it. Do you know why? 
because I assumed it was going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, we thought North Texas was going to... was going to roll. Yeah. Mason Fine is turning the ball over now, which is bad news bears. He threw two picks against a, a UTEP defense that's not exactly known as being a playmaking defense. That's problematic. I do wonder if... I do wonder if the running game getting getting kind of stifled is starting to hurt them. Um, the Their running back, whose name I forgot, who went nuts two weeks ago, um, is out. And as a result, I, I feel like they are starting to lose a little bit of focus offensively. Uh, they, they did get, they got like a long touchdown run from Nick Smith to kind of seal it. Uh, but right now, this is, a, this is a team, who's that running back that they lost? Um, Lauren Easley. Lauren Easley's hurt. And as a result, I wonder if that's having something to do with it. But the defense shouldn't be giving up 313 yards to a team that can't pass. Um, they shouldn't be, you know, this is, this is, this is, red flag. this is arguably, honestly, this is more concerning than the Louisiana Tech loss. This is like, yeah, because Louisiana Tech's a good, competent team. Competent team. Yeah. Utah's arguably the worst team in the country. And I know it was on the road. But still, twelve thousand people is probably a dead atmosphere. This is a this is a big red flag for North Texas. Yeah. They hang at number three in the power poll, but I am officially concerned uh, about this team. They're number three. Number two, Texas A and M, the Aggies found a way. They found a way, and what's funny is that they Kentucky played their game. Kentucky played the kind of game that Kentucky wanted to play. Low scoring, the defense is great. But the A&M defense matched them stop for stop, especially stopping the run. They were pretty darn good stopping the run, which has kind of been a calling card for them. And the offense did enough. Now, I still do not know if this offense is all that great, but they did enough. They got the win, fabulous win. A, a signet, Right now, it seems crazy about Kentucky. But a signature win yeah. for uh, for Long support, I mean that's right? that's by far the best win, right? By far. Before that, it was Arkansas who's bad, Louisiana Monroe who's bad, and an FCS team. A legit, a legit solid win yeah. for Texas A and M. We can certainly argue as to whether or not Kentucky is overrated. I will tell you though that I want to see Texas A and M's defense do this against a team that can pass, because the Texas A and M pass defense continues to be a bit of an issue. Kentucky can't pass their run their run based team. As a result, it was a good matchup for A and M. They got the win in overtime. Fabulous, fabulous win. Um, they're trending in the right way, and and this is this is the kind of game, you know, they need to keep it going, and they need to do this again against a team that with a competent passing offense. If they do that, I'm I'm all in. But for now, I'm tepidly enthused by Texas A and M. It's a very good win for them. And the number one team in Shehan J. Raja's college football power poll, the Texas Longhorns. Look, they have three wins over ranked teams. Now, we can certainly argue as to whether or not those three teams were appropriately ranked. USC certainly wasn't. No. TCU mm, kind of fits and starts. They were appropriate, but, but you know. Oklahoma's, I think, a legit top 15 team. I think they are. I think they're. I think they're a really good team. The defense. Really offense. The defense got a little bit torched by Kyler Murray, but he tends to do that to everybody. 
The thing that impressed me most about Texas, and the reason that I think this team is different, is that this team physically overmatched Oklahoma. They mashed them. They hit them hard. They flew around. They were the more physical team. And traditionally, the more physical team wins Red River, and that's what happened this week. I think Texas was by far the most physical, the more physical team on Saturday at the Cotton Bowl, and they came out with a huge win as a result. The running game got going. I thought Sam Ellinger maybe played his best game as a Longhorn. Yeah, no his, doubt. His, most, his best overall game as a Longhorn. He was sensational. You were sitting there waiting for the big turnover. That's exactly right. Happened. I kept waiting. I was like, oh, no, here it comes. Oh, no, here it comes. And it never came. He took care of the football. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred if they hadn't blown a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. But they got the, real conservative there. They got re- he took his foot off the gas. Yeah. But make no mistake, for those first three quarters, by far the most dominant team, the, the dominant team on that field was the Texas Longhorns. They took their foot off the gas in the fourth corner and it almost bit them. But Cameron Dicker came through with a, with a game-winning field goal. The, uh, a tremendous, tremendous victory for Texas. And again, kind of like with A&M, I need to see more. I want to see them go. Oh, they still got West Virginia on the on the schedule. They still got Tech on the schedule. Even Morgantown or Austin. Ooh, I don't know. I think it's at home. If it's at home, that's, that's I think they, good. I think they get him in Austin. That's 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 a good win. That's that's very good for them. Late season. in the season at Morgantown, weather can get kind of weird. You Let's know, see. That game weather. is at home against West Virginia on November third. Yeah, that's a huge win. Look, they, get, they need to be. They need to take care of business against Baylor, and they need to go on the road and beat Oklahoma State. And by the way, that hasn't exactly been friendly confines for them either is Stillwater. Now, this is a wounded still uh, Oklahoma State team. But those two lead up to West Virginia. That's the game now that you're going to start paying attention to. Take care of business. Win that game against West Virginia. You probably book yourself a spot in the Big 12 title game. Obviously, you know, they've already beaten TCU. I don't know. Something's different about this team in a positive way. Yeah. And there's, I, I think, I think if you, if again, as I mentioned off the top, if you want to say they're back, that's your prerogative. I'm not quite there yet, but I will tell you that things are trending, and the trajectory of this program has been turned upwards in a way that we have not seen since basically 2009. So it's impressive. So that's a college football power poll from Shehan Jayaraja, number 12, UTEP, number 11, Rice, number 10, Texas State, number 9, UTSA, number 8, SMU, number 7, Baylor, number 6, Houston, number 5, TCU, number 4, Texas Tech, number 3, North Texas, number 2, Texas A&M, and number 1, the Texas Longhorns. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. First, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Roberts says, SOS, I need a boat so I can get Whataburger for lunch. Sounds like there's a little bit of rain out on the South Plains. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. We got a lot. A lot of, a lot of comments today. I like it. Yeah, John, Jacob John, uh, who is loosely affiliated with the show, if you'll remember from last week, uh, UNT has to go to Hattiesburg this weekend. Not a pleasant trip. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Not I'll tell you, if they're, if they're foundational issues, yeah. they're going to get exposed in, flat, in, yeah. in Hattiesburg. Uh, Jerry Krupp asks, high school talk. Come on, Jerry. You've been here before. I've seen you in the comments. You know how Monday works. It's the first mm-hmm. half of the show. Let's Come go, on. man. Come on now. Uh, let's see here. Uh... Shout out to Maverick Cassidy for uh, for calling us on the Houston. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm sorry, I yeah, blanked yeah. on that. Yeah, come on now. Um, Robert Wolf, uh, you are a loyal and dedicated viewer of the show, and we appreciate you very much. But your college predictions are like 0 for 17 at this point, so <laughs> I am never reading them again. You it's are football opinions we cannot trust. We, you are the opposite of Paul Roberts. Your football predictions have been very bad. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, Kelvin Dwayne Jones asked, when are this week's re- rankings released? I replied. I gave them to him. They're out. High school rankings are out. Yes. Uh, Aaron Flynn says, super late to the show, but what's up, y'all? Hey, Aaron. Uh, hope you get the job, man. Uh, Texarkana. Texarkana's. I don't know. I want Texarkana Friday. It's just a little too far away is all I mean. It's partially uh, Arkansas, which is concerning. It, which is a, is, is a problem. Patrick Adrian, Adrian Murphy says, uh, he's from Port Arthur Memorial, y'all give no love to the Golden Triangle. I responded by sending him the, uh, the interview we did with... Uh, with Coach Brian Morgan last, yeah. What, yeah, less than less than Morgan. less three less than three weeks ago, we always have a Golden Triangle. Game Come on, in the, in Memorial's the Come on. preview. Memorial's Four, ranked fourteen hundred teams in the state. Coach has been on in the last three weeks, and they're ranked. No love to the Golden Triangle. Yeah. Get out of here. Stop your whining. Talk about a lot that. of whiners Talk in the comments today. I got no time for all you whiners. Uh, David Flores says Halton Trinity game will be a good one. These Halton fans, they're ready, man. They're ready. They're having that a year. Be spotlighted in the mega preview along there with Port Arthur Memorial. Uh, yeah, a small preview of that. Prove it game for Walt, for Halton. It is a yes. prove it game. Listen but to Tep and uh, Step. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Patrick Adrian, Adrian Murphy also says, talk about Nederland, Nederland there undefeated. This guy just whined all day. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, but Nederland struggled, man. Yeah. Nederland, Nederland yeah. got a run. Um, yeah. Who are they playing? I remember doing the rankings. I remember being like, oh, that's not that's not awesome, Nederland. What was it? Um, Barbers Hill, 27-21. Tanner Wilson, who is a frequent viewer of the show, uh, asking questions. Don't do that. But he is curious. Marcus can do well again if Marcus if Marcus can do well against both Coppell and Hebron com- coming up. Could they have a decent chance in District Six A? I don't think you need us to answer that. If they do well, they have a chance. That's yeah, that yeah, is yeah, the answer. Yeah, that, that's, that is that's come on, guys. We need better questions than that. Uh, Lennon, ya boy, says, uh, "Hey Max, just letting you know, I'm here, so you don't fire me." Lennon, you're not fired. That's great. How about that? That's very nice of him. Um. Oh, and by the way, big, big, big. So we followed up AM Commerce with Mid- Mid- and Midwestern State this okay. week. AM Commerce versus Tarleton, who is undefeated. Tarleton's been great. Let's go. Tarleton. Tarleton. That's going to be in Commerce. Yeah, they're yeah, ranked. Uh, Corey Hogue is going to be in the house for that one. DCTF Small College writer. He's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep your eye on that one. As far as uh, sub college game, sub FBS games, that's pretty awesome. Yep. So uh, I think that is it. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.